motherfucking diva. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode nine of Loquacious Brain. Nine episodes, y'all. Nine weeks. Like, we're just going to keep going. As always, I would first and foremost like to thank you guys for taking time out of your busy day to give me about 45 minutes to an hour worth of your time. So, definitely want to thank you guys with that one. So, y'all, let's get started. First up is what the hell is going on? Bitch, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You All right, y'all. First and foremost, um, on today's episode of rich people doing broke people shit, (laughs) we start off with Nicki Minaj. Now, unless you have been completely under a rock, and rocks are cool, okay? I mean, other than crack rocks, but normal rocks are cool. You would have seen Nicki Minaj versus the world on Twitter and Instagram, and even her little show uh, since last week. Now, remember last week for our music review, we reviewed Nicki Minaj's very mediocre album, um... For it to have been her fourth album, and for her not to have released anything in four years, she definitely should have came much harder than she did, especially with Cardi B on her heels. Because regardless, face it, Cardi is hot. So, um, her record sales weren't really amazing. She actually came in number two. She also tried to go online and argue with Travis Scott about... Spotify and his merchandise, just a bunch of ridiculousness. Like, she was number two. She was number two. Take number two, Nikki, and be okay with it. It's okay. But aside from that, it all started last week. I think it was Tuesday. Now, of course, we never know what goes on in the entertainment world. We're just like, you know, bystanders. When they give us a little bit of, uh, then we take it and run with it. But, For the most part, okay, I'm going to try to explain this whole situation, y'all, because it's just a web of ridiculousness, childishness, and really pay-per-view. So, it all started last week with DJ Self. Nikki must have heard that DJ Self was talking about her through these streets, because, baby, last Tuesday, Nikki went in. So, randomly online, she was basically saying that uh, Self was throwing shade about Cardi. Specifically, she said, you was just dissing her. You remain bitter and broke looking for scraps from VH1. <clears throat> now, y'all, scraps from, B- BH, from VH1. If y'all don't watch Love & Hip Hop New York, Cardi B was first on Love & Hip Hop New York. And DJ Self was like she kept trying to get him to listen to her music like he had a Gwyneth showcase she he didn't even invite her like so DJ Self is an asshole he fucking sucks anyway because he did not believe in Cardi so let's give him a big old boo so yeah y'all apparently Self said Cardi's album was better than Nicki's which prompted Nicki to also add um to her first statement you love my album and just said how it's the best thing ever. Then she says, why wait till I leave? I got some hungry niggas with me, bitch. I'll be back tomorrow. I guess like she want to fight him. So I'm just like, damn, Nicki Minaj don't ever really say anything. Like normally shit just happens around her. Like when her and Meek Mill broke up, people were speculating for forever. She didn't say anything until she went on the Ellen show. So she's not really the type of person to spill the tea like that. So, she continues her rant by saying, 
where my hug face ass nigga real quick that was hilarious because it's so much in case for people that don't understand what she mean where my hug face at like you know if you go around a group of guys it's always the ugliest one like where my hug like give me a hug so that was funny because if you seen dj self he definitely would remind me of a where my hug face ass nigga so she says this and another female rapper won't make me like you you hold no weight in this city he was looking like a sad kid trying to get a drop in a hug. A drop, I'm assuming, is like a, this is Nicki Minaj, and you're listening to A, B, C, and D with DJ Self on whatever station. So I'm assuming that's what a drop is. Um, and get a hug. Should I tell people what you told me about her? You wouldn't want me to spread those rumors. You bitter, and it shows. Suck dick and go get that VH1 check. That lady is so disrespectful. And remind y'all... To remind y'all, this came out of nowhere, so I'm just living my life like it's golden, watching, probably just watching TV, and The Shade Room posts this quote that she went off on Twitter, so immediately, I'm so nosy, I had to do some digging. Now, unfortunately, the day of, um, it wasn't too much stuff to dig for, so this what I'm about to tell y'all is not in chronological order, but, well, time-wise, but... I'm telling it to y'all like this so that it can make sense. All right, so that's where Nicki Minaj went off on self. So I'm about to play this clip of what self said about Nicki Minaj so we can keep that together. Because when I said it was Nicki Minaj versus everybody, it's like Nicki Minaj versus self, Nicki Minaj versus Safari, Nicki Minaj versus Jessica Dime. Like, it's just too much, though. Listen to this clip from DJ Self about Nicki Minaj have any relationship with her at all i spoke to her one time when she had uh she put out those like i think it was like three records or something like that one was called regret some, some she put out like a year ago and she asked me self can you put out a video of you playing my record and i obliged to it and i did it you know i felt like she's from new york city i'm going to support her um other than that i've never had any other conversations with her uh, at all so she came up to the radio station and we had to cross paths because I was in her walkway. I said, hey, Nick. She said, hey, back. Then after that, proceeded to do her interview with DJ Clue. I also walked off because I was there earlier because I had a meeting. So I walked inside my meeting away from their interview space. So to paint a better picture, we could not see each other nor hear each other the whole time. An hour and a half into my meeting, DJ Clue walks into my meeting and asked me, hey, do you got issues with Nikki? And I said, uh, not that I know of, why, what's up? He said, cause I was doing my drop list and when it came to your name, she declined to do your drop. Ha, ah, well guess what, joke's on you, Jack. Nikki ain't messing with you. Later on that night, she started to tweet a lot of lies saying, hey, I'm gonna tell the people about the conversation that you had about her. And I was weird because I'm like, I, I never had a conversation with you about a her or even a him like we'd had no conversations ever at all it was it fell in line with the other lies about me asking her for a hug and asking her for a drop which was weird and i i the only thing i could come up with is maybe she came up with this fictitious lie to say say something that, that has some substance so let me spawn uh, a, a fictitious story about self telling me something about uh, another female rapper, which never happened, which was weird to me. Tri-State, listen to this. I never had a conversation with her about any female rapper, 
I never asked her for a drop. I never asked her for a hug. And still to this day, I do not know what her issue is with me. So this will be the last time you hear me even speak upon this. Now, if you watch Love & Hip Hop New York, you kind of get a feel for what kind of person DJ Self is. Now, Self is already a lame. Like like I said, he this is the same guy that really shat on Cardi when her teeth was crooked. And now that her teeth is fixed, he probably is a can-I-get-a-hug-ass nigga. Like, that would be him. But at the same time, Nicki Minaj is, like, crazy. And we all know she crazy. Like, and I'm, we're going to talk about that in, in just a second. Don't get me started. But we all know she the hell crazy. She probably really was just doing this to, like, get some attention for her album, that which didn't really do well. Because this particular incident spearheaded an entire week of incidents with her and other people. And the main reason why I'm going to say... Um, that she really was probably just trying to get some promotion is because she actually came out with this radio show on Apple Music the same day that her album Queen dropped. It's called Queen Radio. So after this rant with uh, DJ Self, she said, I'll talk about it on Queen Radio this Thursday. So it came out last Thursday. So then the next day, I'm at work, minding my business, dispatching my life away, and I happen to get on the shade room. Nicki Minaj versus Safari. Now this all started because Nicki Minaj did this interview with Ebro. Now listen to what she said about Safari, y'all. So fucked up that everybody on the inside of the industry knows that I write my lyrics and knows that I that I put so much um, weight on women writing. And then for one person to do something like this to me, out of sheer weakness and passive aggression and just hatefulness and vindictiveness. I don't because you because you got caught shitting on a person that was taking care of you for years and years. Because you got caught shitting on a person who was taking care of you uh -huh. while you were paying for prostitutes and doing all types and stealing their credit cards and doing all types of dumbass shit. Um, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hold the fuck up. 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 No. <laughs> he asked me to take him with me to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I came to New York to get my clothes. Mm -hmm. He asked me to take him with me. How dare you bite the hand that feeds you? Mm. He had a job in Atlanta for one day. He came back home and said he doesn't want to do that job. I said, mm. don't worry. I had $1,000 in my bank, bank account. I said, don't worry. I'll figure out a way to get our before rent paid. Before album deals, before everything. Before everything. We had no couch. We had no bed. We had, our mattress was on the, was on the uh, uh, carpet. Mm -hmm. Instead of going out there and working, he decided he didn't want to work. And I said, it's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll book a show. I know. Love. It, yeah. Love. This is love So, so it, it. if anything, he should just be thanking God that he now has an opportunity to make uh to make money and to make a way for himself. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have had this opportunity had I not pushed my pen. He told me to stop trying to pursue rap. He told me that I was living in a fantasy world and it would never happen. We hate Him, those. his we mother, hate and his stuff. sister called me a lazy bitch because I was pursuing my rap career. Now, y'all, to just address that clip, there are a few things that I want to say. 
First of all, Nicki Minaj is just a mean girl. You can tell she's just a mean girl, and I don't have anything against Nicki Minaj. I like a couple songs on her album. I'm a huge old Nicki Minaj fan, but, you know, she got the Drake syndrome going on, which is understandable. To be honest, I think it's like the Young Money Syndrome because Nicki Minaj has a song called Rich Sex with Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne has been gone since the last time Jesus was here. So when he came back out with a verse, I was expecting it to be super hard. Not at all. It's very mediocre. Drake's mediocre. Nicki Minaj mediocre. I really think their reign has, like, came and gone. But regardless, anyway. Number one. It was revealed that Cardi B does not write her own lyrics. Now, not necessarily all of her lyrics, but maybe she has, like, a room full of people and they all come up with dope lyrics together. Anywho... I think that is why she put so much emphasis on that, because I think she was, like, low-key throwing shots at Cardi, especially when she said that she respects women that write their own lyrics. Very shady. Also, um, if Safari, if this really happened how she said that it happened, number one, they really, they really knew the struggle because Mattress on the Floor is on the same level as Airbed. And, like, has anybody ever been in a relationship with somebody that, like, was really trying to, like... Y'all was sucking it out together, and y'all was sleep, and woke up in the morning, and the air mattress was flat. Like that's real love. I'm not. I'm not even gonna hold you. That's real love. But if he really had a job for point five seconds and just was like, I don't want to work no more. Number one, he's a bum. Number two, if Nicki Minaj just was like, Well, I got a thousand dollars in my bank account, babe. She's a fucking bum. Cause it ain't no damn way in hell. No way in hell. And then it's like, it's one thing if y'all just don't got it and, like, you know. Because sometimes the female do got to pick up some slack. I surely and truly do believe in that. However, if you just out here bumming it because you don't feel like it, oh, I don't want to do that, babe. I don't really feel like it. Like, what? Mm. So, anyway, that's that. So, that's what started this whole thing with Safari. So, that's what Nicki Minaj said. Um, And then Safari responded... He says, unless I really cared, still I could not let the mention of someone's name get me that riled up. That looks like someone who either still cares or just holding on to a lot of hate towards someone. How many times have I said I never wrote your raps? Nobody even talks about that anymore. You hold on to everything. Your problem is with DJ Self because me and him are so cool and nothing else. You have a problem with Mona Scott because she put me on the show. Let all that ish go. And now I stole your car, the one you gave me the pin for and had me doing ish with. We know each other inside out. Everything there was for us. I didn't use your car for prostitutes. We didn't trust each other. You did shit. I did shit. You said you were messing with Meek a few years before before y'all got together, and I'm not mad at that. Towards the end, it got toxic, and I just packed and left. I did things for spite, and so did you. I don't wish you bad, and I don't want us back together, just like I'm sure you don't. Liar. Um, He didn't say liar, but I'm saying liar. Anyway, I don't need you. Do you not? You don't need me, but we will always be linked in the public no matter what. Remember the night you cut me and I almost died? The police and ambulance had to take me to the crib, take me out the crib on a stretcher, and I had to lie and tell them I was trying to kill myself so they wouldn't take you to jail? When things like that start happening more, it's time to dip. Okay. First and foremost, 
I'm so happy about this little beef because they're not just spilling no like regular tea. This is some grade A shit. This is real life. This is two exes going back and forth. And everybody knows Safari. Everybody knows Nicki Minaj. Now, Safari had already said this girl cut him. Meek Mill, who is a real Philly goon, said me said Nicki Minaj was um abusive. When is anybody going to check Nicki Minaj for this domestic violence? Because this girl is crazy. And some dudes really like it. Like, you know, I like that shit. That crazy shit. No, that is toxic. Toxic, everybody. Say it with me. Toxic. 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 Ridiculous. Um, Safari paying for prostitutes. I don't, I kind of don't believe that because Safari's fine. And while I would never involve myself with Safari... Maybe because I don't know him and I never saw him in real life. But who knows if I'm at a bar and he buys me a drink, my answer might be different. But um, some people would be like, "Hell yeah, Safari!" And I know Safari got a picture floating around here. And okay, it's not floating around. You can literally Google Safari penis print and voila. So if anybody interested in that, (laughs) um, so yeah, y'all, Safari spilled the tea. Nicki Minaj responded and said, you stole my card and told me you thought it was for an account with free money that I didn't know about. On God, God will strike you down and more for lying. Ha! Stop saying you packed and left. On Jesus, you came to my house crying, in all caps, y'all, begging, also in all caps, to go with me to Europe, to the EMAs. I said, no, dummy. (laughs) So Safari responds, Safari says, and you know what? I still don't have no hate for you because I'm happy in my own mind now. Enjoy your album dropping and stop letting these people see you sweat. This ain't you. You too big to act the way you're acting. No one on your level acts like that, period. Safari is such a fucking grown up for this, y'all, because Nicki Minaj was like a wham, wham, wham. And Safari was like a go sit in the corner and collect yourself. So, Nicki Minaj again says, Sharika, who's one of her best friends, and I had a bet. As soon as you knew Meek was about to come home, you'll, you'll crawl back, and you did. Because came to my house crying. Joyce was there. My whole glam was there. Left who? You getting aired out on Queen Radio 2 on Thursday. Apologize and shut the fuck up. Um, Just basically, I, I don't even want to keep going back and forth play for play because... It goes back and back and back and back and forth. But basically, they're really disrespecting each other online. Um, And I guess Jessica Dime from Love & Hip Hop Atlanta felt some type of way because Nicki Minaj said that the Love & Hip Hop checks are crummy. So she said, yo, Nicki, damn, what's crummy about VH1 checks? Damn, I love Nicki, but wasn't she just on Black Ink? All money money spend. You can't shit on Art Hustle. Everybody got to start somewhere, didn't she? Nicki Minaj responded and said, uh, suck my dick ho. So <laughs> that's that. Um, so yeah, y'all, Nicki Minaj been going back and forth with everybody. Real quick, shout out to Safari because the morning after the smoke cleared, he tweeted and said, Wow, woke up to a big a book deal offer for over fifty thousand and an endorsement deal for a hair club for men. Oh, because y'all, I didn't really want to go into it like word for word, but Nicki Minaj revealed that she paid for Safari to get a new hairline. <laughs> she also said that he went to the same place that Tyga went to, but Tyga hairline is still holding up. 
First of all, I feel so bad for Tiger with this whole Kylie thing. They're not even together no more. He's trying to come back so bad. And he just keep getting all this damn fire. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was able to get a 500000 book deal, an endorsement deal for Hair Club for Men, and that was his first officer. He going author. He gonna say, thank you, baby. Guess I'm going to add author to one of my long lists of hustles. So, yeah, y'all, Nicki Minaj then then basically going back and forth with everybody about everything. Just a bunch of stuff that really shouldn't matter. Um, Let's see what else is going on in the world, because, y'all, a lot of shit is going on. Like, literally, our show today will be me discussing all that's going on in the world, and then telling a story, giving advice, and then that's it. But next week, we'll be having a a couple in here. And they will play 21 Questions live. Because they're like kind of a newer couple. So they're still learning things about one another. And how dope would it be to <laughs> unravel a relationship? Or either, <laughs> that sounds really bad. I'm not going to say unravel a relationship. But to, you know, get to know things about this couple live. Alright guys, in other news, um, Simone Biles won every event at the U.S. Women's Gymnastics Championships on Sunday. Less than a month after returning to competition following a two-year break, the Rio Olympic champion became the first woman to win five U.S. all-around titles. And she did it all while wearing teal in solidarity with survivors of sexual abuse, highlighting the scandal that has rocked the sport. Biles was among more than 100 gymnasts to say they were abused by ex-U.S. team doctor Larry Nassar, Nassar? I'm going to say Nassar, who received a prison sentence of up to 175 years. I don't know if y'all remember that, but last year, was that last, I'm pretty sure that was last year when all the Olympic comp- like competitors was on trial against the doctor, that little nasty-ass doctor. And he looked nasty, too, like just really little and like... He looks very passive, and sometimes passive people, you look at them sideways, and I know that sounds really bad, but if people look like they're, like, socially awkward, or they got something going on, of course you're going to look at them sideways, and that's all people, too, y'all, so, but yeah, shout out to Simone Biles, that definitely is a strong, strong, strong woman, because so many times people... Like, they go through something, and then they look to drugs. Like, look at Demi Lovato. Like, we don't know what went wrong in her life yet. I'm so interested in finding out what made her, like, did she just be a young girl who likes to do drugs and party? Or did she really go through something traumatic? So, if anybody knows, let me know, please. I've been trying to Google it, but that's not really something that you can Google. Like, what did Demi Lovato go through? (laughs) That sounds really bad even worse because I'm laughing but yeah Simone Biles really outdid herself she overcame that's that black girl magic girl so shout out to you Simone now if you guys decided to um take my advice and listen to Tiana Taylor's album that I reviewed the first week of the show um then you kind of was felt like have fell in love with her and has been keeping up. So she was actually on a tour with Jeremiah. Some people call him Jeremiah. Some people call him Jeremiah. Jeremiah just makes me upset because 
I'm gonna call him Jeremiah anyway. Um, and she has been a special guest on the Later Than Night tour. Now, out of the blue last week, she tweets, I've been extremely mistreated on this tour, so on that note, I will no longer continue to stay on the Later Than Night tour, because if I do, I'm gonna end up knocking this nigga out. <laughs> First of all, if anybody knows Tiana Taylor, you know, she said that like Shaq. So, that's just that. I'm sorry to all who has already purchased tickets to see me. We'll make sure everyone gets refunded. And then she pre- then she proceeds to go on Snapchat, and this is what she had to say. I promoted the hell out of this tour. He only posted one time. The last time Jeremiah posted was July 12th. So if you think that that one post in July 12th is the reason why these last five cities sold out, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, that's bullshit, and I'm not rolling. I worked my ass off. Y'all see, I created my own promo videos that wasn't paid for by the label. Nobody paid for that. I paid for all my own stuff, put all my own stuff together. Like, I didn't ask them for anything. All I asked them for was, you know, for us to be team members and everybody be treated fairly, and I wasn't treated fairly at all. So by the time we got to New York, we all had a big powwow. I expressed to them how I felt. Y'all know how I talk. Y'all know my mouth. So if you, y'all know how outspoken I am. If y'all think that I was in that meeting just like being all calm, like da 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 no. I pressed the same way I pressed them over Twitter. I'm just like, yo, it's unfair. It needs to be, they begged me to stay on and perform in Boston yesterday. They begged me. They begged me to stay on this tour. Only thing I wanted was equal rights because at the end of the day, if I stay on this tour for y'all, like, if I stay on this tour for y'all, he still gets paid because technically, I'm assuming this is not my tour. So he could leave the tour and I can go by myself, but he's still going to make the bulk of the money. And I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. All money. All money ain't good money. So first and foremost, I think it's really lame that Tiana Taylor is talking to us about money. Like, don't watch my pockets, even though my pockets ain't nothing to watch, but definitely don't be out here discussing money to us broke people like because we're not gonna understand you like because that basically that means that i'm gonna get the he gonna get the bulk of the money and i'm just we don't even know what any of that means like just tell us why y'all be fit and then say mean things back and forth to one another um secondly i i I love tiana taylor first and foremost but it really sounds like she's just a big baby like Nicki Minaj and Tiana Taylor really got us out here looking like real emotional because at the end of the day that's his tour like that that's his tour so you can't regardless of what he wants to do if he don't want to practice if he don't want to a b c and d that's on him it's his tour she basically was like she went online and said um he don't practice and she does all the work and she did promo for the tour out of her own money that's because that's what you chose to do you're on someone else's tour if you don't like it get your own tour and that's exactly what she went and did so now her tour uh is now called keep that same energy and they just going around place to place singing dancing her being strong mind, mind you i love me some tiana but she kind of just did the most on that. Um, I do want to talk about Aretha Franklin passing. R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. She passed last week. If nobody know who Aretha Franklin is, she's the R-E-S-P-E-C-T lady. Like, and y'all should have saw my uh-uh-uh. I had to move, and I was a single black woman who don't need no man. 
So, R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. Um, so y'all, I'm so sorry, but this week I'm not going to do an album review, just because when I tell y'all of music, for the most part, um, or at least I want to get into this, I feel like I've been telling y'all of music that, um, that people are interested in, just because people are interested in, in it. For example, Nicki Minaj. I want my album reviews to be more like a, I'm putting y'all on, not like a, let's talk about which everybody listens to because I don't want it to be like that like because everything that people like mainstream put out isn't necessarily good you can tell by the bad review of Drake the bad review of Nicki Minaj the bad review of everyone else to be honest um so we don't have a music review for this week but I promise y'all next week the music review will be amazing And I will make sure the couple listens to the music review so that they can really, 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 you know, indulge. Have a real conversation. Because couples are supposed to be on the same page, right? Right. So, yeah. All right, y'all. Let's get into this story time. All right, y'all. So this story is going to take us back to Philly, 10th grade. Alright, so my entire life, I've went to charter school. My first school that I remember was Christopher Columbus Charter School. I went there for elementary school, and I went there for middle school. Shout out to Miss Doherty at CCCS, because when I say I was a problem child, my dad and my principal, like, were on first name basis. Like, every year I got suspended Every year, I get I got detentions, and I used to get Christmas taken away. Like, it used to be pretty intense, so shout out to them. My freshman year, well, I went there for elementary school and middle school. It went from first grade, uh, I think I went from first grade. That was the first year that they opened, ever. So I went from first grade to eighth grade. After eighth grade, I went to Freire Charter School for ninth grade and half of my tenth grade year. So, um, Freire was really hard. Um, they were definitely, it was a college prep school and it definitely showed in the curriculum. So I had this, I kind of struggled my ninth grade year, kind of because I just wanted to be friends because I'm very, very smart, but I just wanted to have friends and just do all the wrong things. But, um, in the middle of the year of my ninth grade year, my dad told me how he wasn't playing with me. Um, so I got, I got it together real quick. So I became a straight A student. The first half of my 10th grade year, straight A student, like doing amazing. Right. But this girl kept bullying me. Like she would just tease me and I didn't really tease me. Just would be really mean to me, like for nothing. So one day the teacher, um, changed our seats and lo and behold, this girl had to sit in front of me. So of course, when she found out where she had to sit, she, uh, oh my God, like just doing the most. And there was, she had no reason to have a problem with me. I've never had a problem with her. It never was anything. She just did not like me. So, um, I, I ignored her. I ignored her. I ignored her until one day she turned around and said something to me. And I said, what? She said, nothing, nothing. Just shut the fuck up. Y'all. What you think I did when somebody told me to shut the fuck up? I went off. Like, I went off. I started throwing stuff out of my pencil case. I know, y'all, I'm a loser. Who has a damn pencil case in 10th grade? But I did. And I went off. 
Um, so my parents took me out of that school because Free Area is a charter school and they played no games. So any type of violence, um, you get expelled for. Now she got expelled for bullying. Um, but my parents took me out before I got before I could get expelled. And I went to Benjamin Franklin High School. Now Franklin is my first rodeo at a public school ever in life in 10th grade so we got to go through metal detectors every day like people will straight out cuss the teacher out like my first week the cops shut down like the whole spring garden no the whole broad and spring garden because there was a riot on the second floor between the 10th graders like it was I. It was like I walked into Iraq. Like people used to fight all the time. I didn't see some people get jumped. Like it was crazy. And with the even crazier part is that Franklin is actually considered one of the better public schools in the city of Philadelphia. So how scary is that? So uh, I have this little boyfriend. I'm gonna call him my little boyfriend because in real life, like he couldn't buy me nothing. Like he couldn't take me nowhere in his car. Like we both still got. Like school issued transpasses, so he used to like look. He used to do like little cute stuff. Like I would have to um, catch the train to go pick my sister up when she got out of school. He would ride with me, and like we became boyfriend and girlfriend because on Valentine's Day, like I didn't even know he liked me, and he had bought me this. I guess he can buy me stuff. I don't know, but he had bought me like this little gift for Valentine's Day at the like at the little school stand. It was really cute, but you know, but. When I tra- like when I changed schools, a lot of some people didn't like me. Number one, I changed schools in the middle of the school year. Number two, I was pretty, so girls didn't like me, and boys like thought I was cute, but they knew I was a little bit weird. So they was like, "She cute, but she weird." But I'm gonna still fuck with her anyway. <laughs> um, but my cousin went to the school, and my cousin was on the football team. So my friends was the football team and they used to be mean to me sometimes. Like they used to like little bro me, but like they were still my homies. Like that's who I went to lunch with. Like that's who I hung out with. Those are my friends. Um, so I had this teacher, this algebra teacher named Mr. Oso. Now all my teachers loved me. They thought I was so smart because mind you, I just came from this college prep school. So when I got like, when I got to chemistry, first of all, um, I was advanced because I went to a college prep school. So I was in 10th grade going to classes with all 11th graders. That's another reason why they didn't like me. Um, But when I got to my chemistry class with 11th graders and I had my own periodic table, like the teacher gave me kudos verbally. So I kind of could see why people didn't like me. Like they kind of set me up for failure. I had this um, algebra teacher. His name was Mr. Oso. I will never forget Mr. Oso. He loves me because I had my own graphic calculator, and he hated my little, like my little college, my high school boyfriend because he was a class clown, and everyone knew him. He was always in trouble, but he was just so funny, and he used to sneak into our class to like sit there with me. It was it was mad cute at the time. Now I'm just like do something with your life, but then I'm just like oh. So, for whatever reason, this particular day, my cousin wasn't there, and neither was my boyfriend. So, uh, I kind of knew it was going to be a bad day, because I kind of, like, didn't have no protection. So, we get to Mr. Oso's class, and I'm in the back of the classroom, and this boy is in front of the classroom, and he keeps 
teasing me like and he's just like going and he's talking about my hair he's talking about my clothes and I kind of had like a pretty good childhood so it wasn't like I was bumming or nothing he just was trying to find something to say so I'm ignoring him I'm saying like little shit back and forth like just saying little shit but nothing too crazy he's really going in like he hates me forever for whatever reason he proceeds to get up and come to the back of the classroom and then he touched my hair and I went the fuck off like because y'all at this point this is past my first fight Remember my first fight, I fought two people at once. So this is probably my third fight. No, probably my fourth fight because I fought the girl at the old school. But in real life, y'all, I had an out-of-body experience. Like, I just jumped up and I just started swinging. And I two-pieced them. And real quick visual, I'm very small. In high school, I was very, very small. I had this big-ass head and this little-ass body with these big-ass lips. I looked like a damn Bratz doll. And I'm short. I'm like 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, this dude got to be like 200 pounds. He like 6'3". Like this is a grown ass man. So I legit had to jump up to boop boop that ass. <laughs> I guess he caught me coming back down. Because he pushed me on the ground. Now in my mind. He was about to stomp the shit out of me. So I did the first thing I could possibly think to do. I grabbed his leg and I bit his thigh. Like, as hard as I could. Mind you, I have braces at the time. So I bit that ass with my braces on. It was very, very crazy. Um, I just remember Mr. Oso because he was African. And he would be like, Bria, Bria. Like, even when my ex-boyfriend would come into class, he'd be like, Bria, you can do so much better. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. And I just remember him like, Bria, no. Bria, no. And I'm like really gnawing on this man's leg. It's like a chihuahua biting a bull. Like, it was crazy. And it's in front of the whole class. And I'm sure it's funny. They're probably, this girl's out of her fucking mind. But he touched me. And it, it changes everything when you fucking touch me. So I flipped out on him and I got suspended. And then my dad, he just be, sometimes he don't understand. He went in on me because he like, you just got to this new school. You already having a problem. But how is it my fault? If anything, the dude should automatically be at fault for even starting with a girl. Like, how is it my fault if he took me there? If he, stimulus in response, ladies and gentlemen, cause and reaction. That's all I'm going to say. Crazy thing is, when I got back to school the next day, like once my dad finally listened to what I was telling him, he went to the school in my uh, defense, and the principal wasn't there the day that I got suspended, but he took that off my record because he said that I shouldn't have gotten suspended for that. I was definitely just fucking defending myself. Um, and then when my boyfriend got back to school, and he found out that I got suspended because he was mad when I wasn't there the next day. My dad did not play that. I was at school every day. And I guess people told him what happened. So he approached the dude. And the dude like, nah, nah, we cool, we cool. I get lotion from her. Like, don't try to downplay the situation now. Because my gangster slash funny slash bout it, bout it boyfriend approaches you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep that same energy, fam. But yeah, y'all. And then my cousin had said something to him. And then he tried to be my best friend, y'all. He would buy me sodas. Like, I don't know what they said to him, but... He got his shit together. So, moral of that story is 
Do not let people get you out of your character. Okay? We cannot fight with fists. We need to fight with love. On the other hand, don't let nobody just be touching you because they're going to think she's sweet and you got to show them that it's not. So defend yourself with your words. I think that's a good median. Don't beat them up, but don't love them too much. But defend them with your words. Defend yourself with your words. Yeah, we're going to go with that. So yeah, y'all, that's our story for the week. Real quick, y'all, I have been watching this podcast on YouTube. It's called The 85 South Show. Do not know if you guys have ever heard of DC Young Fly, Chico Bean, Carlos Miller. They're all on Wild and Out, and they are funny as fuck, y'all. Their podcast is a video podcast. They actually go from um, city to city to city to city, and it's really cool. Um, they recorded the podcast is like a some some of them are like two hours long, some of them are like. A, an hour 30 minutes but that's because they're all solo comedians so they um they come out by themselves so you, it'll be normally the order is chico bean then dc young fly then carlos miller and then they all come out together and it is the funniest shit ever they fuck with people in the audience like they do like they mess with people like, in real life, that's when the whole Azalea Banks thing came out. DC Young Flag, like, really gave us the tea on what happened on the 85 South show. So, I recommend that show to everybody. To everybody. Y'all know I love to leave y'all with some advice. So, this advice this week is coming from me. Like, just me. Something that I've noticed in my life. Um, A lot of people, if you're, like, young and... If you're single and you live alone and, you know, eating is really like a whenever I can type of thing, um, you eat out a lot. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know that I do. I eat out all the time. That's A, very unhealthy. B, very expensive. I've actually been cooking recent, like lately, and my food low-key has been better than what I've been buying, number one. Number two, it's been less expensive because I can eat leftovers. And number three, I know that overall it's more healthy for me. So y'all, let's try to cook more and eat out less because realistically, we really don't know what these people are giving us. And we really don't know the conditions of where they are preparing our food. So I'm going to try to cook more, even when I'm tired, even when I get home from work, or if it's something better to do, you know. <laughs> I'm going to still try to cook. I've been cooking a lot these days, y'all, so. I guess I'm getting domesticated again. I used to be domesticated some time ago, and I kind of went astray, so. <laughs> Here's to everybody getting re-domesticated with me. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. I really hope you guys tune in next week. Remember, we have that mystery couple that are going to play 21 Questions on our show with you guys. Um, Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy your week. It's been great talking to you. Talk to you guys on Sunday.